Good afternoon, everyone. I am Jeffrey Meldon, founder of Meldon Law, and we are excited to uh, have a great show today. We've got two wonderful guests. Uh, before we uh, move on to the uh, meat of our show, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the promotions going on. I want to tell you Next week, uh, of course, um, all the students are coming back to the University of Florida. I think school starts uh, January 5th. And to celebrate that, the University of Florida is uh, playing Alabama in a uh, basketball game next Wednesday, January 5th. Uh, it's the first basketball game of 2022, so we're very excited. Uh, Meldon Law is giving away a package of two tickets and a $50 gift certificate to Harry's Bar and Grill. Uh, the game starts at 7 p.m. You can go to Harry's before, after, or any other day you want. We're also giving away a package of four tickets plus a $100 gift certificate to Harry's Bar and Grill. And all you have to do is to go on our Facebook page, Meldon Law Facebook page, and you will be able to uh, score some tickets and some uh, uh, gift certificates, uh, please uh, check it out. Meldon Law Facebook page. We've been giving away tickets ever since we uh, established ourselves as the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. And when we score tickets, you score tickets. A uh, couple other things going on. Uh, gymnastics is starting uh, in the uh, January we have a big event coming up January 16th. We're going to be doing a fan fest for the Alabama game. It's a Sunday, 2.45 p.m. Uh, women's basketball on the 6th of January. We're doing a fan fest. Uh, there's a 6 p.m. game against uh, Ole Miss. And men's basketball, we're doing a big fan fest, uh, two of them actually, for the Oklahoma State game on uh, the 29th of January, and the biggest game of the year, uh, which will be Meldon Law um, uh, Game Day. We're going to be giving away uh, all kinds of special swag at uh, our booth. It's going to be set up right outside of the O-Dome. That's uh, March 5th, Saturday at 2 p.m., University of Kentucky, always uh, a huge game. So those are some of the things that are going on in the giveaways. Number one thing is go to our Facebook page, uh, Meldon Law Facebook page, and you will be able to enter these contests. And we have had so many people who've won these prizes. They love them. Uh, we're really excited that we can share our uh, Hook up with the University of Florida with everybody who's either watching or listening. We're on Facebook, Meldon Law and Friends. We're also on YouTube, as well as 39 audio platforms. So uh, uh, join us. Uh, we, we always like having a good time. Speaking about having a good time, um, I'm very excited to uh, welcome our guest for uh, the first part of this show, Suzanne Gilbert who is originally from uh, UK. Now, Suzanne, I, we had a chance to talk a little bit before, and it's obvious that uh, you were not born in the United States. No. Sometimes when I'm trying to um, play with people a little bit, if I'm feeling a little bit cheeky, I'll tell them that I'm from Alabama, and, and most of American <laughs> sense of humor is kind of for that but no I'm from Nottingham originally uh, which is right in the middle of England I worked and lived in London for a long time uh, worked in legal publishing actually um, back in the early noughties and um, yeah so I've been here seven years now tell us about your journey to Gainesville Florida oh my goodness so um, so like I said I've been here just over seven years I married a local, uh, or an Ocalian. I think that's the it's proper terminology. It's semi-local. <laughs> Actually, Ocalian. our audience is all over, all over, but North Central Florida North is. Central Florida, yeah. So, so I've been here for a while. Um, we, uh, I, I did work in kind of publishing and newspapers and digital marketing and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and then a couple of years ago, we... Um, wanted to look at opening another business because we've got a farm um, down by the villages and a produce store and we 
do all sorts of things down there. That's another conversation. Um, and we wanted to start a business which uh, was exciting, didn't have too much competition, and opened an axe throwing bar back in August 2020. So uh, describe again, this is a, a hatchet tree. Now, a hatchet or a hatchet, hatchet berry. berry. Hatchet berry. It's like bury the hatchet, but we wanted it to sound like a good English pub. So the hatchet oh. berry or a, a nice English hotel or something. Oh, <laughs> I, I like it. And, and that's the official name. That's the official name, yes. So we worked um, with uh, Paris Leaf in, in Gainesville, um, level architecture, and um, we uh, worked with Joiner Builders, uh, all great local businesses, and we came up with the Hatchetbury with the design, the, the branding, the concept. Obviously, we'd done our research beforehand, visited lots of axe-throwing bars, um, discussed what we liked and what we didn't like about these places, and thought that Gainesville was a fantastic demographic to open up such a place and no competition. Um, we're in the old Walker Furniture Building, just uh, around the corner from your office. Yeah, Eighth uh, Northwest 8th Avenue, right near the uh, police station. Mm -hmm. It's a uh, great location. And um, now, did you ever go to a hatchet uh, throwing bar or establishment when you were in England? No, no. England is taking a little bit longer to catch up. Um, I have noticed, though, um, that they are popping up across the UK, including one in my hometown in Nottingham. So uh, somebody's beat me to it because um, there's a big untapped market there. But here in the USA, it's the fastest growing recreational sport. Um, and places have been popping up uh, especially the last few years, the growth is phenomenal. And we want to um, ride the wave and bring that sense of fun to Gainesville and also stress relief as well. Yeah, you, we were talking before we went on air about stress relief and how uh, exciting is if your significant other is uh, you know, giving you a hard time, <laughs> go to the hatcher. Hatchet Berry, Hatchet Berry, Hatchet Berry, Hatchet Berry, <laughs> right? And uh, relieve some some of your frustration and stress. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I swear, um, going to the Hatchet Berry on a date is as good as seeing a relationship counselor. Um, we're cheaper as well, and if you're stressed out, we're cheaper than a psychiatrist. So um, come to the Hatchetbury if you're having any issues. We um, we guarantee fun. We guarantee smiles. It's Great stress relief, and any age, uh, whether you're eight or whether you're 88, we have them all coming to the Hatchetbury, and um, it's it's just fantastic fun. Church groups, families, uh, businesses, team building, and um, it's very safe as well. Now, are you allowed to put your significant other there where you uh, where your target is? Well, well, we do offer divorce parties, and I know <laughs> it's not very nice, but it's a fact of life. So, uh, but we do positive things as well, like gender reveals. So you throw the axe and you pop the balloon, and it's either uh, pink or blue confetti, <laughs> and then the divorce parties. You know, if you're feeling angry at your ex, just bring a picture. We'll put it in the bullseye. Very cathartic. Oh, I like that. Yes. I like that. Yes. Okay. So everybody listening, you know, if you go to the Hatchetbury, <laughs> uh, you will be able to uh, make it a special event depending on what it is that you're uh, happy about. Yes. Or what you're frustrated about, if you're angry at something. All of that is uh, uh, an opportunity to relieve the stress involved with uh uh, certain things that happen in life. No, absolutely. And and people always comment that it's always better than they thought it would be. <laughs> the feeling you get when you hit the bullseye for the first time, and most people do. I'm not even kidding. Most people, by the end of their session, hit the bullseye. We have these cowbells on the end of the lanes. So when you hit the bullseye, you just ring the bell, and you let the whole floor know that... Um, how amazing you are and it feels amazing tell us a little bit about how it's set up because some people mm. think that you know this is a bar where people run around throwing hatchets and that you might uh, get in the way but that's not the case right no 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 absolutely <laughs> not so we're in the old walker furniture building uh we have nine lanes 
and in each lane is two targets, okay? So we have 18 lanes. Uh, one of those uh, lanes is uh, in the VIP room. We have a private VIP room, which is 750 square foot. We host a lot of parties and gatherings in there. Um, and the rest of the building is the other lanes. Now we have these big uh, cages up. Uh, we have 20 foot pretty much between where everybody stands and where the, the, the target is. And there's uh, plenty of space between each lane, so nobody gets into anybody's way. There's no danger at all of flying axes and, you know, dodging kind of uh, sharp objects coming through the air. Um, it's actually really safe, and uh, we do offer beer and wine, and people think that's a terrible idea as well. Um, but it does actually help to steady the hand and grow the confidence a little bit. And you'll notice after half a beer or a few sips of wine, uh, people are actually really good and they get a little bit more confident and better at throwing axes. So it's well, totally safe and it's guided by our experts as well. Well, I, I'm, I'm an expert at drinking beer and wine, so okay. I should have a good yeah. start, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You're halfway there. <laughs> I, you know, I've driven by your place many, many times and uh, so far I have not gone in, but I... Uh, now I've made a commitment that I'm definitely going to go uh, visit y'all. And mm -hmm. uh, it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. And we're always looking for something new. I think for folks that uh, have office parties, what, what a great way to uh, yeah. engage the uh, office and uh, have everybody go there and throw axes and put pictures up of people that uh, you might want to <laughs> throw an axe at, you know. Uh, so it, it has all kinds of opportunities. Now, when you started the, the business, mm. how did you go about using your background in marketing to help get the word out? Okay, so um, Alicia, who is the other co-owner, um, she's got a, a, a really big background in uh from a family of entrepreneurs and business and finance and that kind of thing. And my background, um, I mentioned, is, is, is in legal publishing and newspapers and marketing, digital marketing, advertising, that kind of thing. So, um, and I'm definitely the more creative one as well. So I do all the fun stuff. I, mm -hmm. I do the marketing, the, the, the creative stuff. We, we even released a, um, a music video and, a, and the Axe Thrones first pop song last year as well but uh, my background um, has definitely helped to um, come up with uh, videos advertising campaigns it helped with the branding things like this as well kind of getting the the word out there we, we um, work with uh, local charities for fundraising Ronald McDonald House I know you've had Sherry Houston on this show mm -hmm. uh, and the also the fire rescue professionals of Alachua County so doing that networking that comes with marketing has helped tremendously because there was a lot of that in my sort of background and making well, connections I'm really excited that um, you, you are you know the only game in town yes okay and yeah. that uh, you 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 have the position of prominence uh, mm -hmm. because of that. And I think that uh, whenever somebody comes up with a creative concept and then actually has the uh, fortitude and guts to invest their money and savings in something, mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, I, I really admire that. Um, we are going to take a short one-minute break here on uh, Meldon Law and Friends, and we're going to be back with Suzanne Gilbert, who is the owner of the Hatchetberry here in Gainesville, Florida. We'll be back in 60 seconds. We are here at the University of Florida, where Albert and Alberta are competing in the Gator Penalty Shootout. Albert is ready to stop the shot at all costs. What a disaster! Luckily, Mountain Law is the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. If you have suffered any injury, do not worry because Mountain Law is going to help you with your recovery. Mountain Law doesn't back down until they reach their goal. We still hear it. The sound of victory. The joy of being part of something great. 
And while things may not be the same right now, we haven't gone anywhere. If you bleed orange and blue, then Melden Law is the firm for you. Welcome back to Melden Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Melden, founder of Melden Law. Uh, we have offices now in Gainesville, Ocala, Lake City, and Fort Lauderdale. So uh, if you have a need, we're all over the state of Florida, and we'll be glad to uh, help you out. You can contact us by uh, just go to Melden Law and uh, Google us, and you'll we'll turn up. Or you can give us a call at... Uh, one eight hundred three seven three eight thousand. We're always glad to get you in the right direction. Uh, sometimes we tell folks uh, how to handle a situation themselves if if we think they can. Uh, we're always glad to uh, advise you as far as the kind of insurance you need, what to do if uh, something is concerning you. So uh, give us a call. We'll be glad to help you out. Uh, remember January fifth, the Alabama. Crimson Tide basketball team is coming here, and they're a very, very good team. I, the last time I looked, they were in the top 10, and uh, they were kicking butt. So uh, that's going to be a big game, 7 o'clock, and Melden Law is giving away a package of four tickets plus a $100 gift certificate to Harry's Bar and Grill as well as a package of two tickets and a $50 gift certificate to Harry's Bar and Grill uh, don't miss it. Come there, see a, a great basketball action. Uh, we're going to really have a good time. I'm here with Suzanne Gilbert, uh, who is the owner of the Hatchetberry in Gainesville, Florida, where you can uh, drink beer and wine and throw hatchets safely. That's the most important thing, right, Suzanne? Yeah, absolutely. That's the big misconception. Do, now, when you go to buy insurance, does the, does the insurance agent ask you questions about uh, the safety of this uh, yeah. establishment? Yeah, well, do you know what? A regular insurance company uh, would not um, insure us. They stay away from axe-throwing bars with alcohol <laughs> for obvious reasons that aren't true. It is perfectly safe. In other words, uh, they don't understand the constraints don't. that you, you put there. No, I mean, it's, no. And, and, but fortunately, there's a couple of um, insurance companies that specialize in axe-throwing bars. So there's a couple of insurance companies that have taken the time to understand what axe-throwing is really all about, and they've taken over the market. So we are with um, one of those, and it's not terrible. It's not incredibly expensive. There are certain restrictions and rules and whatnot, uh, which we strictly adhere to, um, but it's not as bad as you think. Now, have you had anybody get um, out of line there where you'd have to ask them to uh, please leave the uh, bar? Leave the lane. So, so <clears throat> a couple of times we've had people, especially guys, that throw the hatchet too hard. And with the type of wood that we use and the hatchets that we use, there's no need to throw an axe very hard at all. Uh, we use cottonwood from Tennessee, which is a soft wood, but it's durable as well. It's ideal for axe throwing. And all it takes is that for the axe to stick. Just a, uh, Just a uh, simple that. So, so the ladies and the children are exceptionally good at it because they haven't got that, that brute force that many guys have or they're not showing off or whatever. Um, so I have had to pull back a few guys and tell them that they, they shouldn't be throwing the hatchet as hard um, because the harder you throw it, the more likely it is to go off target and maybe hit one of my lights or bounce back. So a couple of times that's that's happened. I see. Now, is there a certain motion that you recommend as far as axe throwing, like where you, you keep most of your body still and just have one body part moving? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's in the footwork a little bit as well. 
you can step forward when you throw the hatchet or you can stay still so whatever's comfortable but the and i'll just do it for the camera so uh the main action is if you're single-handed or you're going to throw double-handed it's up to you i prefer people to start double-handed because it keeps their actual throw more central you're not likely to kind of go off this way or that way um and it's all about for me the right angle so you have the hatchet and it comes up here like this and you've got to keep that right angle and aim at the target and then you're going to bring it back and it's very important to keep your arm straight if you're doing it single-handedly keep the arm straight and then you let go at the same starting point but you've got the flow with you so it's it's a lot easier than it looks um it takes most people 15 20 minutes to kind of get the the flow of things so, so so you would suggest two hands to start mm -hmm. and you put it over your head and then try to hit it, do it straight until you get a feel for um, where the axe is going. Absolutely. So you start it here, bring it over your head and then bring it forward. And if you want to step forward, you can do that. I, I like a step forward because of the, you know, it, it kind of the, the mot motivation and the the. The forward motion, should I say, it's kind of going for you. So I like to kind of step forward, uh, but you don't have to, and you just bring it over and and, and let it go. I should have bought an axe. Yes, <laughs> I, well, it's okay. We're, we're getting the, the the mental picture. Yeah. Here. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, in in many you know like sports, it's critical not to have too much motion. Uh, is it the same with axe throwing that you want to confine your motion and be able to replicate it one time after another? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so like golf, for example. So that, that is a, um, a motion that is kind of within the constraints of a certain kind of flow. Um, and your body kind of stays still with golf and your arms kind of do the same kind of thing and you bring it back and then bring it forward so it's it's kind of similar your your and then once you've got that um once you hit the, the the target for the first time that's like the first thing and then if you're not quite hitting sort of center of the target then you just adjust slightly to the left to the right maybe a step back and then you bring it forward again and then once you kind of get your rhythm then you've got it so, so. When, when when our um listeners and viewers go there, uh, will you be there to help uh, help them figure out how to throw the hatchet the best way? Absolutely. <laughs> we have experts that are on hand. They're all amazing axe throwers and great coaches as well. Um, so we have experts that, first of all, take people through the safety rules, very important. Um, and then uh, after the safety rules have been heard and understood, they will coach the basics of throwing an axe. Everybody's different. Everybody's got different height, uh, you know, automatic kind of throw, whether their elbow's out, which it shouldn't be. Or So some people take longer than others, but it's a process of coaching. And then once everybody's comfortable, we've got a ton of different axe throwing games, like kind of like darts, really. Now, do you have any leagues yet at uh, your, your establishment? Not yet, but... I'm glad you mentioned that because we are introducing a league very, very soon. Um, the question gets asked all the time. So we are going to introduce a league that people can join. It's very cost effective, very great fun as well. Great way to meet people and sharpen up the skills. I like that. Well, <laughs> it, it kind of goes together. You know, the area that you're in, um, what kind of thought went into picking that particular location? Well, um, first and foremost, we wanted to be downtown. We love downtown Gainesville. There's so much history there. Um, being from England, I appreciate architecture and character and culture and history, that kind of thing. And um, we found the Walker Furniture Building. It was just exactly what we wanted. It was a nice kind of shell. Uh, that we could go in and apply the lanes and put the reception area, etc. And it's also really close to the university as well. So we're, we're just a, a couple of blocks from the university. Um, downtown is, um, is 
unfortunately, a lot of downtown areas have uh, a chance of kind of dying out a little bit and business gets taken away from downtown areas. And um, we wanted to contribute to bring in some life to downtown Gainesville. And um, I see a little bit of regeneration going on, and we're happy to be a part of that. Well, I, I want to thank you for doing that. I mean, we live on um, 10th Avenue in, mm -hmm. in the Duck Pond area, and you're on 8th Avenue, so we're two yeah. blocks, and then uh, we, we're on the other side of um, Main Street, uh, where our home is. We live in a 1941 love it. home, and uh, it's fabulous. We love uh, being in that part of uh, Gainesville. Mm -hmm. And it, it, that whole area from 10th Avenue to 8th Avenue is kind of turning into, I call it the hipster district. Yes, and we're hip as well. That's another reason. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you're hip as well. So. Yeah, no, so, but have you noticed that uh, there's a bunch of other places across the street there? Yep. They're expanding where uh, the United Rental used to be and where all these other places. There's a lot happening on that block, and, and I think it is, it's great, and... Uh, our business opening up uh, last year encourages other businesses to open up because the more you have down there, the more people will come. So I welcome the, the regeneration of the downtown area of Gainesville, in particular where the Hatchetbury is. There's so much going on. There's so many plans, and it's really exciting. And we can, we can all help each other and feed into each other and, and build a little bit more of that community uh, that, that I sense has been lost over over the past years. It's a great area for those of you that haven't been down there. Uh, the parking's a lot easier than being right, you know, in the middle of downtown. Mm -hmm. The um, synergy there, it's going on. The brewery is doing great. Yeah. Yeah. Afternoon uh, for, um, you know, afternoon for breakfast and lunch yeah. is great. And uh, uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Max Drive Through, but <laughs> but my friend Ron Filippo just bought that a few months ago. <laughs> and he loves Max, you know, he says. I've heard <laughs> fantastic things. I haven't been myself but i've heard fantastic yeah things. so i know a lot of the the merchants down there that are you know starting to go and it's yeah. really exciting i've been in gainesville since 1970 wow. so that area was completely different and now all of a sudden it's being uh, renovated it's kind of interesting that you mentioned uh, you know you call it downtown because for me it's downtown is more or less, you know, the few blocks downtown. Yeah, 15-minute walk from the, the square, yeah. and yeah. So it's probably less, but I'm, I'm very, very excited. So here's my challenge. I want all of our uh, viewers and listeners to go down to the Hatchetbury. Uh, the address is on 8th Avenue. Uh, what's mm -hmm. the uh, exact address? 213 Northwest 8th Avenue, between the police station and Main Street. And, and it's on the south side of 8th Avenue. Mm -hmm. And if people want to call and make reservations, how do they contact you? So um, they can make a reservation through our website, our Facebook page, uh, through messages, um, or they can ring 352-717-AXIS. Okay, we got it going here. Suzanne... Gilbert from the Hatchetbury, and we're going to all run down uh, this week to check it out. So uh, awesome. thank you very much for being with us, Suzanne, and uh, I can't wait to go to your establishment. I can't wait to host you. It's going to be fun. <laughs> thank you very much. And we're going to be back in three minutes on Melvin Law and Friends. When you're a member of the Gator Nation, you know what it means to never back down. Melden Law has been a proud supporter of the Gator Nation since 1971. Two forces that won't back down. As the old saying goes, if you can't beat them, join them. Albert, Alberta, I understand you were witnesses to a crash. Can you tell us about the accident? When you're in a crash, it's important to get witness statements immediately after the accident. Whether you're in a car, truck, motorcycle, scooter, or even a golf cart accident, at Melden Law, we won't back down. 
The Gator Nation will be the first to tell you that in all kinds of weather, we all stick together. Which is why Melden Law is honored to be the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. We hope you never find yourself the victim of a serious accident. But if you do, our team is here for you. Gators won't back down from a fight, and neither do we. Oh my gosh, I can't even believe this. Look, look what you have done to my truck. Excuse me, it's your fault, it's not my fault. Yes, it is your fault. I am calling Jeffrey Meldon from Meldon Law. So I'm going to call Jeffrey, my husband. Melden Law, this is Jeffrey speaking. Jeffrey! This lady here, this crazy lady, he might... New client? Yes, but this one might be a little tricky. We still hear it. The sound of victory. The joy of being part of something great. And while things may not be the same right now, we haven't gone anywhere. If you bleed orange and blue, then Melden Law is the firm for you. We are here at the University of Florida, where Albert and Alberta are competing in the Gator Penalty Shootout. Albert is ready to stop the shot at all costs. What a disaster! Luckily, Melden Law is the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. If you have suffered any injury, do not worry, because Melbourne Law is going to help you with your recovery. Melbourne Law doesn't back down until they reach their goal. Welcome back to Melden Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Melden, founder of Melden Law, and we are really excited. Uh, we have Dr. Taryn Rivera Buckley. Is that correct? That's right. With us here uh, on part two of Melden Law and Friends. Uh, and you received your PhD in health education and behavior from the College of Health and Human Performance at the University of Florida, right? Yeah, I did. And uh, Taryn, can you tell us a little bit about how that led you into you know, what you're doing now and tell the audience what you're doing now? Yeah, so right now I am the um, director of the North Florida AIDS Education and Training Center. So that role in this particular region, we serve North Florida. So think of I-4 as your dividing line of the state and all the way up through the panhandle. So our hub for the North Florida AIDS Education Training Center is at University of Florida. So we're with the College of Infectious Disease and, and uh, or College of Medicine, Infectious Disease and Global Medicine. So what we do is train our healthcare providers, any type of healthcare provider, on just what is new in the world of HIV and how our healthcare providers can be comfortable in providing treatment and care to those who are HIV positive. Compared to the 1980s when HIV first broke out, what is the you know state of HIV around uh, this part of the world and the rest of the world? So I would say we still are absolutely facing a whole lot of stigma with HIV. Um, it is absolutely better than it was in the 1980s. Um, and I would say probably one of the biggest indicators of that is the medication. I think uh, a lot of times when people think about HIV and HIV medication, you might have uh, seen a picture of a photo, a, a whole hand filled with pills to the brim, where patients in the beginning were getting diagnosed and having to take 30-plus pills a day. We have completely turned the corner of that. Um, you know, most patients are taking no more than one pill a day, there are now, the brand new thing on the market is actually an injectable drug where if, uh, there are certain people who can take an injectable drug and they just do that injection once a month or once every other month and no longer even need to take daily medication. So we have really turned the corner in science as far as HIV treatment um, is concerned. How about as far as the longevity of people who contract AIDS? You know, the really great thing about that too is the life expectancy of someone who is HIV positive is almost thereabouts the same as someone who does not have HIV. 
So the life expectancy of someone who doesn't have HIV is about 76 years old, and someone who is HIV positive can live as long as 72 years. On average. On average. And you don't necessarily die at 72. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure there's some people now that are starting to live longer. Uh, and how has the cure rate increased over the years, at least in your experience? Yeah, so, you know, we, we're still in this space where there isn't an official cure out there, right? So people are still, um, you know, HIV positive, and they're still living with the disease. But there is this very uh, wonderful movement that we've started to begin. The, it's called U equals U, undetectable equals untransmittable. So that means somebody who has the virus, if they are taking their medication the way they're supposed to, their blood work will show that they're undetectable with the virus. That means they cannot transmit the disease to other people. So do we have a cure? Not necessarily. However, we do have for individuals a way to keep their viral load so suppressed that it's virtually impossible for them to spread HIV to other individuals. And that's so important, right? Yeah. I mean, for two reasons. Number one, you, you, you certainly wouldn't want to transmit the disease to somebody else. On the other hand, somebody with HIV has the same uh, needs to connect with other people and to have intimate contact. Right. And if you can feel uh, confidence that you're not spreading AIDS to someone else, then that's a game changer. Absolutely. How long has that been uh, around where you could actually go and, you know, say to an AIDS uh, patient, uh, it's okay for you to, you know, have intimacy with somebody else? We've been, you know, in this whole decade, we've been working towards that. Um, and so just now, I would say over the last five years, we felt a lot more comfortable with things too, like uh, pre-exposure prophylaxis, where if one partner's positive and one partner's negative, the negative partner can take medication to kind of block the transmission of HIV. So uh -huh. we have kind of, we really have turned the corner and thought about it in all kinds of different ways and how this can really change the world in which we all live in. So uh, is there also a movement to try to, um, you know, cure the disease? That's still there. And we do still have scientists working hard towards that. Um, and research tells us we're there. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. And we hear that each year yeah. at, our com at our major conferences. Um, and so we know that research is, is hopefully there on the brink. And we have things like COVID that um, end up taking a whole lot of time. <laughs> so, well, you know, we, we turn the page a bit. When a new infectious disease comes, we kind of have to hop on and, and make, those, make that shift. What, what are the similarities between COVID and HIV? Well, you know, in the, in the realm that they're both in the infectious diseases category, um, but outside of that, you know, we're not, they are not, HIV is a sexually transmitted disease, you know, first and foremost. There are still other ways that HIV can be transmitted, um, probably most notably through breast milk. Um, and so I think a lot of times when we think about HIV, we think about its sexual transmission, whereas opposed to COVID, it's much different. It's in the air we breathe. and you know. It's much easier to transmit it. Sure. So, sure. so the COVID people, you know, have talked about, you know, vaccine, which we have now. Uh, however, is it similar to HIV where they're trying to not only create drugs to treat people who have contracted it, but uh, to create some kind of um, either drug or some, you know, cure for those people that, that do have it so that they can lead a fairly normal life. Yes, absolutely. Um, and it, almost annually, uh, new medications or new ways to use the medications, the antiretroviral therapies for HIV that are on the market are always coming about. So we are uh, really fortunate in that research and those efforts that, that you know, we're, we're getting closer. Yeah, I know Magic Johnson has been a good um, uh, example of someone who could live a long time, right, right, with HIV. Are there other people that are out there that are publicly um, promoting the fact that, uh, you know, follow the, the various regimens that are available and you can live a long and healthy life? 
Yeah, absolutely. And even here in this region, when we do our events and we work closely with our Alachua County Health Department and that team that's there and the Well Florida Council, and in this region, um, in the state, we work hard to not only, you know, show that this that that is possible, but to find other partners and friends within the region who can share their stories and they run the gamut. You know, we we there are people who find out they're positive just by getting blood work. There are people who um, we have one person who shared their story of how they didn't find out until they were in college. They had lived their whole life taking medication, not knowing what the medication was for until they got to college. They realized, oh, that's what this is. And now they've become an advocate and they are a peer mentor. And those peer navigators serve a really critical role in our community in helping navigate the really kind of complicated process that exists for people when they find out they're positive. Now what? What's the next steps? Yeah, because, it, you know, it's uh, shocking to, and you, all of a sudden you're going, oh, my God, is my life over? What's going on? And, and I imagine those are common uh, feelings that people have. Right. And so we, we do, um, there are great programs that kind of guide our um, HIV testers to go through those exact scenarios. What would you say to someone? How would you counsel them through it? And I think some of those bigger key points are, hey, like we said, this looks a lot different now than it did years ago. And so living with this isn't necessarily the death sentence that used to be associated with it. Yeah, I mean, that, that was the common during the 1980s, people, you know, in the beginning, they go, oh, everybody's dying who's getting it. And then all of a sudden you heard, oh, well, there's cocktails that they're giving to people, which was uh, nomenclature for a bunch of different pills, right? Because right? they were experimenting, trying to figure out what worked the most effectively. Absolutely. And, you know, as with almost any uh, disease infection, the quicker you catch it, the better chances you have at making a full recovery for it. So with a lot of those folks, you know, it's, it's really important to make sure you know your status and know that you're tested. The quicker you know, the quicker you can react. Uh, and where do people go if they want to find resources, uh, you know, for, for your group and other groups, you know, to figure out, okay, uh, number one, if I uh, contracted HIV, what do I do? And number two, if I'm, you know, around a partner or a family member that's got HIV, you know, what are some of the common sense uh, preventative measures that we should take? So, you know, first and foremost, if you feel, you know, that you've got any symptoms or you're just curious and maybe you just want to know, um, you can get that, you can order that test through any of your healthcare providers. So any primary care doctor you might see, um, that's easy to do. You can even, there are tests that can be taken that are over the counter. You still need to get a verification test if you get, you know, read a result, almost like a, almost like a pregnancy test. You can take, take home a kit and get that result. And if you see something that says, this is positive, I might need more information, then you're going to follow up with your healthcare provider on that. And what about your group? Do, do people go directly to, to your group? So our group would do more of the education and training to the healthcare providers, but we would recommend if there are uh, folks who would like to get testing done, we would recommend them to our Alachua County Health Department locally, or you know, really any of the health departments in the state of Florida. We have a really strong health department system that all offer really comprehensive HIV testing and then treatment and care if someone should need it. What are some of the better websites that people can go to if they want to learn more about HIV? HIV.gov is probably one of the most comprehensive sites, and that's, um, you know, where we are, our North Florida AIDS Education and Training Center is a federally funded group. So we are Ryan White funded, and that is kind of the hub for all of the information regarding HIV you know, everything we've kind of talked about today, U equals U and PrEP and all the different antiretroviral therapies that are out there and testing and where to go, that is a great source for you that know, It's amazing to me because I was um, around during the 1980s and, uh, you know, I, I knew some people that had contracted HIV and uh, they, you know, sadly died. However, it sounds like now the whole thing has changed completely in that, uh, number one, it's not a death sentence. Number two, um, you can pr provide 
treatment to people who are uh, close to or sexually intimate with uh, HIV par uh, patients, as well as people living within the home. Right. So that's, uh, for me, that's like a game changer compared to 30 or 40 years ago. Yeah, it truly is. There's just so much hope now. And so that's, I think, the biggest takeaway for anyone is that there's hope. Um, and so, you know, know your status. It's important to know if you're positive or negative. If you're positive, that's okay. We've got great, great team here in the North Central Florida area to kind of help tackle that challenge. Well, we are very excited uh, to have uh, Dr. Taryn Buckley uh, with us today talking about the current status of H HIV, and we are going to be back in 60 seconds. We are here at the University of Florida, where Albert and Alberta are competing in the Gator of Penalty Shootout. Albert is ready to stop the shot at all costs. What a disaster. Luckily, Mountain Law is the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. If you have suffered any injury, do not worry because Mountain Law is going to help you with your recovery. Mountain Law doesn't back down until they reach their goal. We still hear it. The sound of victory. The joy of being part of something great. And while things may not be the same right now, we haven't gone anywhere. If you bleed orange and blue, then Melden Law is the firm for you. <clears throat> Welcome back to Melden Law. And friends, I'm Jeffrey Melden, founder of Melden Law. Uh, we've got a few brief announcements. Again, uh, anybody who is either watching or listening can go to our Facebook page on Melden Law. Just uh, go to Facebook, Melden Law, and you will find some great uh, ticket offers. We've got the uh, University of Alabama coming in next uh, January 5th, uh, Wednesday, and the game's at 7 o'clock. It's a big game because the Gators are, have a very good team this year. Uh, they were actually uh, ranked, uh, you know, in the top 15 for a while, and I think the team is coming back together. Uh, we're giving away two tickets uh, plus a $50 gift certificate to Harry's Bar and Grill. They have one in Gainesville, one in Ocala, uh, wherever you want to uh, use it. There's actually other Harry's bar and grills that are affiliated. Uh, you can use our gift certificates wherever you find a Harry's bar and grill. And we're also giving away four tickets and a $100 gift certificate. So just go to uh, Melden Law Facebook and you will see our contest posted. So I am here with Dr. Taryn Buckley. And uh, Dr. Buckley, I'm very uh, encouraged by our conversation today. First of all, I want to tell you that um, I've always, you know, admired the strength of uh, folks that are dealing with HIV. Uh, m most folks uh, in the beginning, there was this terrible stigma associated with it. And I, I'm glad to hear that uh, things are changing and that it, now it's, it's a treatable disease like many other diseases. Um, around the country, do you have any idea of how many people die a year uh, from uh, HIV? So those numbers are getting better. Um, and I think that that does have a lot to do with our new treatments that are out there. Um, but I will say of the entire United States, the one area that seems to be affected the most is the southeast region of the United States. So we are in a sense in the hot spot, so to speak, for new infections. Why do you think that is? You know, there's several reasons, but I, I do think this stigma piece has a lot to do with it. Um, there's still a whole lot of stigma, not necessarily uh, behind the infection itself. And for some people, like we, we talked about earlier, knowing your status might be a kind of scary thing to do. Um, you're not sure what that means. You might believe that you have been exposed to an infection, but now what? Am I going to die? I don't know that I want to face that. I don't know how to talk to my family about that. Maybe for some folks, 
the way that they got the infection is through a way their family doesn't know about their partners and they haven't had that conversation with them. So they don't really know how to explore these types of really, you know, difficult conversations. And so it's something that they kind of keep to themselves. Are there resources out there to help folks figure out how to navigate these difficult choices? Yeah, absolutely. And then again, through most of those local health departments, they're really strong in the areas of expertise they have, the case managers and the peer navigators. The peer navigators especially are people who they're in this position because they too are positive. They've lived through this, they've walked this walk. And so they have a lot of, you know, they'll give a lot of encouragement, provide a lot of support, and they have a whole lot of resources on how to kind of have these really difficult conversations with friends and family. Yeah, I think uh, from my standpoint, sometimes you have to give people the courage to, you know, move forward in a positive direction because they're, it's something that's scary, it's unknown, they don't know uh, what's going to happen to their lives, if, uh, how, how their loved ones are going to react to it, and uh, it, it's kind of uh, interesting uh, when you say that the Southeast is, um, you know, probably a hot spot, um, what comes to my mind in many other cities, urban, big, large urban areas, there's a, a broader exchange of information than in some of the uh, more rural uh, communities. Right. And in fact, I, um, I would go out and visit some of those rural communities to talk to them about, hey, you know, like there's, mm-hmm. there's some really great information. We want to make sure your medical director, your healthcare providers know about this great information. And sometimes the feedback we'd get uh, was, you know, we, the, I actually was told at one of our local health departments, we have more incidences related to tractor tip-overs than we do to HIV. So we don't need that information today. But the truth is, I mean, everyone needs it and everyone needs to hear it. So we really have to do a better job. And our, our team tries very hard to get into our rural communities, our local communities, to share that message. Are there uh, AIDS um, awareness events or programs that uh, are currently available? Yes, a lot of our um, a lot of our teams. And uh, December 1st is World AIDS Day. So typically a lot of people hear a lot of things right around December 1st or in the beginning mm-hmm. of December because that's when we want to, you know, bring the most awareness to the table. But almost always in, in this space you'll hear about 5Ks and all those sorts of opportunities or testing events um, where they'll bring a bus and come out to the local community and do a testing event so that people have the opportunity to know their status. But again, still difficult for people to say, okay, I'll, let me get out there. Let me just go get a test, you know? Now, I understand uh, in addition to being uh, uh, your day job, uh, helping people uh, with AIDS, that you're also a, uh, a referee for soccer games. I am. I am. So my husband, uh, Dante, he always stayed as referee. He was the person who introduced me to it. We were high school sweethearts. Um, So we started, he started refereeing and said, this is a great way to earn money. And uh, my dad said, yep, you're going to do that. (laughs) So that was my first paid gig, but we, it was a way for us to, to bond. We both met playing soccer. So it was fun to do that. Now I took a little retirement when I gave birth to my children, but now they're old enough to come back and enjoy those games with us. Oh yeah. How old are your kids? 10, uh, Xavier is 10 and Quinton is six. And now they're on the sidelines and they come and watch the games. They're actually cheering on the referees, which is uh, nice. We never really get people who cheer us Are are they playing themselves? They are. They're both playing recreationally with the YSI group here in Gainesville. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's come full circle for my husband and I. It's how we met and we hope that our kids continue that. When when my son, Carrie, was uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, I was a soccer coach in in the uh, local league here. So I got to learn how, you know, I I had uh, an assistant coach who was from England. So I had some good training. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when I went to um, undergraduate school at Ohio State, uh, one of my fraternity brothers said, well, you know, if you go to the uh, soccer team and sign up, for the freshman soccer team, they don't cut anybody, and everybody always gets an A in uh, in, in, in at physical ed, you know. Oh, and and I was it, anybody that uh, would assure me that I could get an A in a course, 
I was going to listen to. So I went and I played soccer when I was like 18 years old. Uh, I'd show up. I didn't even know how to play. And, of course, all the kids from uh, Europe and South America were great. And the, awesome. the American kids stood around. We didn't know what was going on. So uh, I, I had a little bit of knowledge. And then I, uh, when my son got old enough to play soccer, uh, we started uh, kicking the ball around in the backyard. He joined the league. And I said, well, why not? I could learn to be a soccer coach, you know. Now, a, I, it's I never, a tough gig. Yeah. <laughs> now, I never did refereeing. Like yeah, you. yeah. Refereeing, it's high. Now, so do you referee um, uh, matches for older people? So right now, when I've, I came back from my, my early retirement <laughs> from, mm-hmm. from refereeing, but I've only, now I'm doing just middle school and high school matches. Um, my husband will referee college um, and the adult league as well. I really enjoy working with the middle school and high school kids, though, because they're still learning. There's so much for them to learn. So it's not just about, you know, kind of calling the game. It's about helping them to understand the game a little better. So I really, really enjoy doing that. Yeah, my biggest challenge with the youth leagues was keeping the parents under control. Absolutely. (laughs) You know about that. So that's why I like to have a whistle. (laughs) I prefer to have the whistle. You know, I, I, I. I always had everybody, every kid on the team would play at least a one half, you know? Right. Uh, so, so I had to, you know, I had a, um, uh, I'd lay out the uh, game and figure out, okay, you know, there's stronger players and weaker players. I want to balance them and make sure that uh, whenever we're on the field that, you know, they, we'd have a shot and it, it became very interesting oh, yeah. uh, because I, as the coach, couldn't favor my son, you know, so I had yes, to take my little. son out, uh, even even though he he was a really good player. Uh, the, you're dealing with six, seven, eight, ten-year-old kids, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. delicate this, balance. It's like, okay, <laughs> kids, this is not all about... Winning is important, yes, however, yes. Uh, sportsmanship and sharing and all that yes, also comes Yes, there's a lot it. of life lessons in that. That's what uh, makes that game so great, you know, <laughs> playing on a team that way. But yes, you're right. When we have to be in charge of those life lessons, it makes it complicated. So one of the things I always like to ask our guests... Uh, is, you know, uh, uh, what does the term uh, won't back down uh, mean to you when it comes to AIDS? The reason I use that term is um, that it's one of our um, themes at Melden Law, won't back Mm -hmm. down, and it really applies in whatever profession uh, you're involved in. So um, I'd like to hear your thoughts as far as what that term won't back down means as far as AIDS research and AIDS education. It almost sounds perfect for <laughs> HIV AIDS education, right? Um, in, in the sense that we won't back away from finding, you know, hope and a cure. We won't back away from helping people who are positive and trying to do their best to live their most normal life possible after finding out their diagnosis, we're not going to back down from that. We are really going to help them power through and live their best possible lives. Well, I really appreciate everything you do. And, and again, education is key, uh, key to the whole uh, stigma attached with HIV. Once people start understanding, oh, well, this is a disease, and it's treatable, and partners can interact safely with uh, HIV um, carriers who are being properly treated and who have uh, negative signs. And all of a sudden, it's like instead of this um, uh, terrible, scary disease, it comes back to uh, diseases that we treat every day. Uh, at the hospitals, right? Absolutely. And they don't have that same stigma because they're not as scary. Right. And and m- there are communicable diseases, but uh, a lot of the diseases that people have are are not communicable. You know, heart disease or right. diabetes, things like that. So I want to thank you for the work that you do in helping people uh, live normal lives and helping educate. Uh, everyone in this community regarding uh, HIV and that there is hope. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Buckley, for 
joining us on Meldon Law and Friends. And we will be back next week, Tuesday at 4 o'clock, live on Meldon Law and Friends. Thank you for viewing and listening to this show.